Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back, and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. The trifecta has the Red Sox on top, nine to nothing. Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. What's up, baby? Spring training is here. Brooks, who was out in Florida, how was it? I'm always in Florida. <laughs> Let me start over. Fuck, I've been <laughs> now. You know what? Let's just keep it going. No, I, don't start that over. I, listen, I was, on the, now. I was on the other coast of Florida. So I, I live in Boynton Beach, which is the East Coast. I hopped on Florida Turnpike, Sawgrass Highway, on Alligator Alley is what it's called. Shoots me over to the West Coast to Naples, up to Fort Myers. Boom, right there at the Homewood Suites in Fort Myers, Florida. And you hung out with uh, Dustin Pedroia, who I saw was no he he flew into he flew in today. I got home yesterday, mm-hmm. so we missed each other. I did uh, one of our one of the people that works there, a lady named Pam. She's been there forever. She's the goat, best ever She's in like PR marketing business uh, side of things over there. Dustin called her like the day before on thursday and was like there's no way i'm coming like i'm not coming like i don't want to come down there i'm in arizona i'm running my kids baseball team like i don't have time i don't have time i can't do it and i was like tell him to bring his golf club so i can take all his money on the golf course and i hear him yelling it wasn't on speakerphone all i hear is i only play with good golfers Mm -hmm. i was like fuck you (laughs) pd he's just always so full of shit but yeah he's there today pretty cool um, to have legends like that, Jim Rice walking around, Dwight Evans walking around, but uh, Pedro will be down there. Um, Jastrzemski will probably make an appearance. He lives in Florida, so he'll be there. There's Louis Tion. I mean, the list goes on and on of just like living legends for those guys. Um, maybe like Wade Boggs might float around. Who knows? But um, we were shooting. So pitchers and catchers were on Wednesday. We were there Monday through Friday shooting a preseason show. So basically just hanging out with the guys, getting interviews, bring like Kluber came on the show, Chris Martin came on the show, Heim Bloom came on the show. It was a good time. And just getting back in the flow of things, kind of an icebreaker for the season. We kind of teased this in our last episode of what we're going to be discussing on this episode, and that's sneaky teams. Yeah. Uh, I have a few teams, you have a few teams, and by sneaky, we're not talking about a team, you know, we're not talking about the Guardians here. Like they were in the postseason last year. If you don't respect the Not Guardians, talking about the Mariners. Not talking about the They're Mariners. They're not sneaky anymore. In, I don't even think we're going to really talk about the Orioles. I don't know your list, but I don't You know the- what is sneaky is this tan I got when I was in Fort Myers. My goodness, I am glowing. Yeah. Sorry. I was told that I am transparent. Uh, but then when I came back. During the winter time, and then when I came back from Cabo, I got a lot of good compliments. So I think you look I- like a oh. built like a jellyfish, Just straight see through. All right, it's fine. You're Jack though, so it's fine. <laughs> Sneaky teams. That's what we're talking about on today's episode. A lot going on in spring training. Though. We already have a lot of like injuries going on. Like Degrom's already sitting out. And- you know, we say injuries. They're not injuries. Uh, but well, you know who is injured? Bro, Frankie Montas. Listen, Cowboy spring training. Injured. Think about your first week of camp in baseball. Your body feels like ass. 
Yeah. You know, and it's like, I would train all off season, train, 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 bust my ass, like in best shape of my life. Right. Every time I come to camp, but there's just nothing that prepares you for standing around in cleats and shagging and taking ground balls and like all, all that just accumulating. And just a lot of the standing around in cleats is like the worst of it. Just standing around, you get so sore unless you do that all off season, which no one does. Cause you're like in the weight room, you're, you're running like training. You don't actually go through like a, a regular workout day for like camp. It wipes you out, man. <laughs> it's so tiring. And I guarantee like, for the Red Sox, Brian Bayo, like this young stud uh, starting pitcher they have, is like training with Pedro in the offseason, all this. His stuff's like 97, 98 mile power super sinkers, like really good shit. I think he has like really good future. They shut him down for like four or five days because he had tightness in his forearm. You normally hear that in season and you're like, Tommy John, right? Oh, shit. Not, not, not tightness in his forearm. You never want to hear that. But th- at this time of camp, you got to be aware of, all right, he just threw his second bullpen. A lot of your your first bullpen is normally just fastballs or fastball changeup. His second bullpen was, guess what? Breaking balls. Mm-hmm. What is sore after you throw breaking balls for the first time? Your forearm, your elbow. Right. You're sore. Like, I think it's just soreness. And at this point in the year, guys are just being cautious. Jacob DeGrom, tightness is sore from long tossing and throwing. He's at that point in his throwing program where he's not fully ramped up, but he's getting there. And what comes with that is soreness. That is normal. And when you're making that much money and you're that important to a team, you're going to sit out and let that go away. And they kind of ease back into it and make sure you don't do that again. That's all it is. I kind of buried the lead. So take a step (laughs) back here and just say, we promised somebody free MLB tickets. I asked our followers on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, I think too. uh, Where do you get your tickets? Are you just depending on me to get the tickets for you? I just got the hookup. No big deal. When you work for this, you know, sweet company that we work for, you get the hookup. I'll leave it at that. All right. In other words, I'll go on StubHub and check out prices <laughs> and see what we get. <laughs> Sick. Fourth deck. Congrats. Uh, you know what? No, 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 no. Nice try. We did this last year and we got somebody <laughs> from Ohio and he was a big time Red Sox fan and he yeah. got Guardians Red Sox tickets. He was out like right field bleachers, and it was a sweet game. He got a great game. Out. Where was it? Where it was in Cleveland, right? In Cleveland. Yeah, that was sick. I like yeah, hooking the right. listeners up because like takes a lot of loyalty. Because we're not this massive pod. Like, you're not. We're not one of these huge pods yet. We're, we're grinding our way. We we enjoy this, but we have a handful of people that are like every time we do this, they're listening. So oh yeah, might as well hook them up here and there. Last year we got so fortunate because it was a Cleveland guy that won. And I'm really hoping this year, maybe it's, I don't know, Oakland, Tampa Bay. Affordable tickets is what I'm hoping for people. That's all I'm asking. Don't give me a New Yorker. We'll do that. Faster paced game. You can't charge. Look, if the game's four hours, you charge a lot. If it's two forty five, you can't charge that much. You're not there as long. (laughs) You want to talk about that? That's my theory. You want to talk about that? We have a handful of headlines that we're going to roll through before we get to our sneaky teams. One of those is the ghost runner and extra innings. I hate that they call it ghost runner because it's not a ghost. It's a it's kind of zombie, right? Zombie runner. Yeah, I like that. So it's you know the extra innings rule during the regular season, not the postseason. You have a runner that starts on second base for an extra inning game. Uh, they've been doing it for a couple of years now. That's permanent. Uh, you've seen pitchers already in spring training. They've been throwing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back. Do you like well. it? Do you like the ghost runner? I love it. 
Okay. Uh, hear me. What what about <clears throat> if you if I think I can't remember the numbers, but it was like ninety percent of extra inning games before they had this rule ended in the tenth or eleventh inning. Mm-hmm. So like rarely would there be games to go past the eleventh inning, anyways. Obviously, you want to. It's to prevent the fifteen. 14 through 17 in games that, that happen every once in a while. But um, what what if you played regular baseball in the 10th and 11th, and then if it went past the 11th, then you go to the ghost runner? So last year, I don't hate that idea. <clears throat> I don't hate that idea. But Thanks. it's not going to happen because now it's a permanent rule. Unless Right. They- no, that's just that, that that's what I would do. That's just so you continue to just play regular baseball a little longer. Last year, they were able to cut average time of game for nine inning games down to three hours, three minutes. That was right. the lowest since 2018. <clears throat> yeah. And they're looking at 345 or 245 this year mm-hmm. with the pitch clocks. And so. you were in Boston, excuse me, you were in Fort Myers watching the Boston pitchers. And they, I'm assuming they were using the pitch timer. Yeah, in the bullpen. Their bullpens. How did that go? Um, Fine. I mean, the Red Sox don't have many guys that work slow. They have one guy, and he happens to be the slowest in all of baseball. Kenley Jansen. Oh, yeah. Slowest in in all the game. And he was just like, yeah, like game of adjustments. Like, I'll figure it out. Like, he was super cool about it. That's just his personality anyways. He's just super laid back. But um, he didn't seem thrown off by it. But they had their two clocks in the bullpen, one on each side for lefties and righties so they could see it. And – um. Guys, they were trying to throw around the same time, so it would reset at this every time they threw. There's a guy running the clocks, in the buttons that uh they have as well. It's just like there's a 15 second, 20 second, and then a reset. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Three three buttons. Something else. Um, I thought it went smooth. I thought nobody really complained about it. We're not gonna have complaints until the game start and guys start, you know, getting the rules enforced on them. Something else that isn't being talked about a lot though. Um, Pitchcom. So obviously, you know, Pitchcom in the hat. There's something. So last year in spring training, they tried Pitchcom and they're like, if, oh, and oh, it works. So we're going to carry it into the, they u- ended up using it in the season. So this spring training, they're using pitchers have the option to have uh, something with them with buttons so they can call their own game. Yeah. I saw um, Bob using that system with the Giants. Yeah. So there's some guys using that. Um, I feel like that might slow things down. Really? A little bit. Well, I mean, Unless you have a timer, you have a timer, so you can only go as slow as exactly. It's like allows. if something's in your back pocket, you got to like take it out and do it and then put it back. Like that's an extra five seconds, six seconds right there. If you disagree, it's like, hey, 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 hey. And catcher's like, fuck you, B, 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 B. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do you argue? How do you shake? You just keep hitting the button you want and it's like yelling at each other. Fastball slider, fastball slider. I don't know. I, I think, I don't think that that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty easy for a catcher to hit, like, fastball nope slider okay go like instead of you hitting buttons at the, i don't know it seems weird to me unless you know, you know how guys ball. used to put like um the sweatbands mm-hmm. on like the wrist part of your glove you know you can like undo it and put that on there yeah what if they have something built in there so you can just be like boop the the, the device that Cobb was using like was in his back pocket he wasn't pulling it out for each pitch. He was just tapping a button like on his butt area, basically. So maybe it's, yeah. you know, 
maybe you don't have to pull it out of your pocket each time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that would, that would, uh, disguise it, but hide it. So no one could see you pushing buttons. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. There won't be many pitchers that actually do it. Cause I think the pitch com system they used last year, once they get all the kinks where they're like, sometimes they would go out and they wouldn't be paired up. Once they get all the kinks out there, I think that's a great system. I thought it worked. It saved a lot of time. There's one thing for certain. I and it cuts out it cuts out the cheating stuff too. So yeah, until some tech whiz taps into the devices and figures it out. Yeah, no so sure. matter of time. There's one thing for certain. I do not want to be on Twitter when the enforcing is going on because all these baseball purists are ready. It's gonna happen. And they said during spring training, like they're gonna be really hard on them mm-hmm. about it. Like they're gonna be over the top sensitive. <laughs> like, but they they gotta get them ready. So this is going to be seen- a much faster pace game. I don't know if you saw any triple games last year, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I initially I thought I wasn't going to like the pitch clock. I thought I wasn't going to like this hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Um, but really, it faded into the distance after a while, and guys got used to it. And the more people I talked to that were playing a triple A, said we like it. Even the pitchers were like, you know what? It's not that bad. You get used to it, just like anything. Like we're making this big deal about these the huge new bases. That's going to fade in, into the di- distance before anything. Like, that's going to go away so fast. And it's just going to be the bases. We're going to forget that there were smaller bases. And, you know, what I mean, after this season, we're not even going to think about it. Yeah. Right by the All Star break, honestly. So, people were up in arms because it was a Texas player. College baseball started this weekend for those that didn't see that. It was a Texas player. He tried, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, he the didn't guy tried to call time. That was a different player. But, but yes, so that they- was horseshit. Why? You're not allowed to call time. That's the rule. I the rule is you can't call time. So what if a freaking pterodactyl sized mosquito flies in your goggles? Adjust. That's that's a terrible. You should be able to call time. You should at least you you should at least be granted one. For each hitter? They're not gonna use it most of the time. But like if you legit need it, use it. If I, as a pitcher, am not allowed to step off the mound, then a hitter shouldn't be able to call time. You should still be able to step off the mound. You can you can step off the mound at least once. There's there's more than that. You can you can disengage at some point, can't you? You can only throw over so many times before you have yeah, to. Yeah, right. But you get your opportunity. <laughs> there's a limited amount of times so you can step off the mound. But right, I know I know there's a limited right. That's that's what I'm saying. But there should at least be a limited time for you to say. Give me time. Give me one sec. Like you already have to be in there, engage with the pitcher at eight seconds on the clock. Like you have no time to think or do anything. I know they're trying to take thinking out of the game because they want to hurry up the pace of the game, but it's still a thinking game, man. I do know there's a lot of moving things in front of you. Sometimes you just have to fucking step out of the box and take a breath and then you're good to go. I do know know what I mean. You can stop the game hypothetically or in theory, if you have something in your eye right now, by rule, it says you cannot stop the game just for the sake of stopping the game. In other words, you can't take a timeout. Well, okay, what's the umpire? Time. Why? Okay, no, no, time. No, no, no. Like, you're, you're going to have to fake it. You're going to have to act it out. You're going to say, ah, time. I'm going to go into time. a full body cramp to get caught. Ah, yes, God. yes, yes. That's exactly. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I love, I love that we're speeding up the game. I love that we're, but that's too far. Mm-hmm. That's. A disaster. The guy calls time 17 times and you just ignore him. The baseball gods knew ball four. It was Tennessee, by the way. That was yeah, like, yeah. At home, and everyone's like, What's going 
Here's the problem. Here was the problem with the Tennessee one is that later in the game, after the Tennessee player was not granted a timeout, an Arizona player, like two innings later, asked for timeout. The umpire granted him timeout. Wolf. If you're not going to grant time, you need to be consistent with it. That's all we ask. It's consistent. It's new for the umpires too. Let's not forget. That's a great point too. I know we're kind of getting on a tangent here. People don't. There's These umpires have been umping for a long time. <laughs> there's a certain group of people that are not ready for the automatic ball strike system, automated strike zone. Well, guess what? Right now, you're asking umpires to look at a pitch timer. You're asking them to now wear buzzers because the buzzers are going to tell them. Uh, uh, it'll alert them for when the pitch timer is Zero. expired. Um, you're also asking. They're cracking down on box and deliveries. This year, you're asking MLB umpires to do... Which I think that's a little stupid. Like, that's slowing the game down. Mm-hmm. Are we thinking about that? Like, or we really need to crack down on he didn't fully come set. Yeah. Let's 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 stop the game for the two minutes because of that. You know like, why they're doing it, though. You know why they're doing it. It's because they're trying to encourage stolen bases, more action. Well, right. They want movement. They, uh, of course. And, and a big... The biggest move they're gonna do is the the Bach move by the pitchers, where their front knee breaks before they pick over, which is the the most the the most important pickoff move of all time for every pitcher because rarely ever does it get called because it happens so fast. But as a hitter, you see that front knee buckle, you know he's going home. Mm-hmm. You're watching either the back heel or you're watching his front knee, and if the front knee buckles and then he comes over, you're like you're dead, you're dead, you're picked off. Johnny Cueto does it best in baseball. Oh, Gross. Let's move on. You heard Corbin Burns' comments on the Brewers, right? Well, I absolutely actually love that he threw the team under the bus because they pissed him off bad enough for him to tear him to do that. He's their ace, man. And for them to tell him like you're you're the reason we didn't go to the playoffs, like what? Does he He's your a- best arm. He led like, the league in strikeouts. The issue there, the issue, the issue there is beyond the money, the figure that you're trying to figure out because now you've pissed off your most important important arm. Is he going to give you – yes, he's going to come out and he did say, like, I, I still got to play baseball, so I got to do my job. I still got to, you know, help my team win. It's not my teammate's fault. It's just the front office and them trying to win this arm case. He understands it, but at the same time, you think he's going to re-sign there? You think he's going to – take a team-friendly deal? No, they're going to have to break him off to keep him because he's going to say, F you, I'm out. I remember these things. People remember these things, man. Devil's advocate. Milwaukee's not going to resign him regardless because they're not going to afford him. So they don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Like, the things he's done for that team, it's just just respect. Agreed. Like, you 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 can rip him down with stats and analytics and metrics all you want because that's what they're for in some cases you can use them in either way you want to go but you don't attack them personally like that and say you're the reason and it's just false like you're just clearly pulling shit out of your ass to try to win an arb case but at the at at the cost of what yeah because if he goes out and has a 5-2 this year they're gonna in the back of their mind they're gonna be like was he kind of just like, fuck you guys? Like, you know what I mean? I don't think he will because I think he's nasty. And I think just his ego and his pride and, and, and how much and how good he is. I don't think he'll go out and lay an egg this year uh, just in spite of them because it's still the back of his baseball card that he's playing for. So, um, 
I just think that's shitty when teams do that, man. I, I never had that experience. I had some things happen where, you know, service time manipulation, stuff like that. But I was never good enough to go in there and argue for X amount of dollars. Burns is going to be a free agent before the 2025 season. So he has right. one more, two more. year. Two, uh, two seasons, yeah. Yeah, two, two more seasons this year with the arbitration. One more year of arbitration. Right. And we already saw what Milwaukee did with Josh Hader at the deadline last year, a year and a half before he was going to hit for agency. So if Milwaukee's right. not in business come trade deadline time, expect Corbin Burns to be on the trade market. Totally. And Milwaukee, what are we doing, man? They, they All right, they were founded in 1969. Okay, was that 50-something, 50 54 years ago? They've Before Corbin, Corbin Burns made his debut, they made the playoffs four times in 49 seasons. Since Burns made his debut in 2018, they've made the playoffs four times. Four times. In five seasons. And then you go on and say that you were the reason we didn't make the playoffs, even though he led the league in starts. He led the league in strikeouts. He also was seventh in Cy Young voting. Stop it, Milwaukee. Tired. You're full of shit, man. It's, Beat it. You already upset your clubhouse last year when you traded Hater. You missed the playoffs. You didn't acquire anyone when you were in first place in your division. Milwaukee's closer than... They're closer to being, you know, like the Reds and the Oakland A's and they are being like the Cubs and these teams that actually try and compete. What sucks too is Craig Council is such a good manager and There's such a, a good of, dude. And so a like a player's people. manager, like yeah. they love him. I played for him when I was there. The coaching staff there is unbelievable. And I guarantee they're like, fuck, man, like, what are you doing? Because Council played forever. Like he, he knows how this works. To have this like... Some, and I, I mean this with all due respect. Just have some fucking dork in the front office or some arb guy for the team go like say that to your guy, like to your ace. Get out of here, man. Sorry. Next. Manny Machado is going to opt out of his contract, so he says at the end of this year. The Padres have already discussed a possible extension with them. They don't want him to hit for agency. Manny basically said. They give me lots of money to hit baseballs, so I'm going to hit free agency once more. Uh, he's got $150 million left on his contract after this year if he opts in. But if he opts out, he's probably going to make <clears throat> between $200 and $300 million. Didn't they offer him like $105 million more on top of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. The only reason, the only way he doesn't opt out is if uh, he only, he he doesn't opt out if he gets hurt and misses a significant time this year. Right. Where it would hurt his free agency. God forbid. So, um, but I don't expect that. I mean, the, the the names around him in that lineup, the pitching staff they have, the the bullpen they have, the atmosphere they're going to have at Petco this year. Like, they're the best team in the West. Over so the it's like, yeah, I think so. Dodgers didn't do much, man. They, they had some holes to fill. They didn't do anything, which is weird because they're saving for Shohei, in my opinion. But um, I don't know, man. They Probably. might even try to get him at the deadline. Like, who knows? Padres added Waka, Michael Waka, and Cole Hamels yeah. hold as well. So they just keep Waka's Waka's uh contract is interesting too. Like it could be one year, it could also be like four years. Like there's a lot of options. There's a lot of incentive based things. I don't think it'll be one year. I think it ended up being two or three. Hopefully it's four. I, I love Mike, but um, I was bummed that he didn't come back to the Red Sox. I do think um, a lot of executives around the league are looking at Michael's numbers from last year saying it was an outlier year. You know, his expected ERA was much higher, expected WOBA. Like, all his stuff was, like, much higher than his actual numbers saying, 
he got lucky. Mm-hmm. I I don't I think maybe a little bit just based off the exit velo and you know BABIP. There you go. There's your BABIP. Um, and and did like those numbers tell you? Yeah, like he had some luck, but I watched most most of his starts. A lot of them in, in person, and he changed his repertoire. He he pitched differently. He used different percentages of his pitches and different counts and he was a different pitcher so i think he made changes and actually did evolve and change but executive that's why i'm not a gm like not up to me but i think he was asking for two three years and i think most teams wanted him to take a one-year deal and he would have signed wherever he wanted but whatever good for him maybe it'll work out i'm gonna give you the platform to criticize the Yankees for, you know, everything, you know, hindsight's 2020, but the acquisition of Frankie Montas has not worked out for that squad. I don't they actually I'm not lost gonna, I'm, two starters I'm, out of it because they sent away Jordan Montgomery to make room right. for Frankie Montas. Right. I'm not criticizing them for that because I didn't dislike that move. Mm-hmm. I know he had shoulder issues last year, but they clearly thought it was something they could handle. And he pitched with it last year and he pitched. Okay. He didn't pitch. I mean, he didn't pitch good, but he, but it, watching him throw, I wasn't like, oh, like he's missing a ton of velo. He's hurt. I just thought he was missing spots. The real so problem it, isn't like how he performed, or it's, it's not even the fact that he has to have surgery. It's the fact that he showed up to spring training and all of a sudden they're like, oh shit. Well, I think, well, okay, so where the offseason starts. Listen, hear me out. There's no way he went into the offseason and didn't have this assessed after the season with the injury history. And obviously he missed time with it last year a good amount. Um, so a lot of these situations, they'll do a PRP first, which is, uh, platelet rich plasma. It's, it's an injection. They take your, they take blood, they put in a center view, spin it, take the white blood cells with encourage healing in, in an area, take the platelets, all that, put it into the injury area and let it's supposed to like speed up healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do that. That takes like four to six weeks to see if it like really worked. If you can go a step further than that, let's say then they did stem cell. So they can drill into your bone marrow, pull out stem cells, spin it, separate it from blood, put the stem cells directly. I had this done. That's the only reason I know this. In your shoulder, that's another six to eight weeks. We'll say six weeks before you know, all right, is that really speeding up the healing process? Is he feeling good? So they probably thought we can do these two treatments and get him in a good place to pitch next year and avoid surgery which would have him if we do it now he's going to miss half the season at least for a guy that's going to be a free agent at year's end too exactly exactly so it's like let's try because he is going to be a free agent after this let's try to do everything we can with these prp with the stem cell whatever treatments they wanted to do injections they wanted to do to avoid surgery and have him pitch even if it's just for the first half of the season then he blows out because it doesn't matter to us anymore he's just a used piece of meat that's just how it is he's just a chess piece guarantee that's what happened and then he got to spring training after his throwing program and all that and it just it didn't work man he needed he needed to get cut and get it get worked on so it's not that they just ignored it and were like it'll be better they tried things guaranteed so new york yankees that's good info i got open my mind up to certain things that that's good stuff right there sneaky teams let's move on you have a few teams that you think are going to make potentially <clears throat> make some noise this year it's not a guarantee uh, yeah teams that you like you like the future you like what you i have two teams i have two teams two teams that um floor is yours pro- projection i'll give you one and i'll give you both of mine and then you can go through yours because i just have two 
Um, first one is the Texas Rangers. Before you continue, can I ask for your person? Because we might differ a little bit on your definition of what sneaky means. I just think they'll be better than people think they will be. Okay. All right. So, like, I don't even know what the over under for wins and losses is for the Rangers. What is that? Can you look that up quickly? Yeah, I got you. We can edit this. We can edit this dead timeout. According to Fang, I have it right here. You know, I got you. Uh, According to Fangrass, they're projected wins 81.2. Damn. Okay. They think they're sneaky too. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they're right around 81, 82. Like, I think that's actually pretty close. But, but I, I thought the, I thought it would be lower. Fourth. They're projected to finish fourth, too. So Right. Tough division, for mm-hmm. sure, Uh, with the Angels getting a little better, too. But this is all about pitching for me. And Jacob deGrom, Nathan Evaldi, Andrew Haney, picked up Odorizzi, who will probably be a long guy in the bullpen, but you need that, especially the first month, month and a half of the season. Uh, they retained Martin Perez, who was an all-star last year, had a very good year. Um, there's lots of questions around them, obviously, with health and some of these guys. Evaldi's been hurt a lot last year. Heaney kind of turned himself around when he was in L.A. with the Dodgers, found a new breaking ball that he's been working with. DeGrom's DeGrom. Like, he's the GOAT when he's healthy. Like, when he's healthy, he is arguably, like, has the best stuff I've ever seen when he's healthy. That's the thing. Now, offensively, They'll be better because I think uh, Corey Seager was one of the top three hitters that got hurt by the shift the most. So I think his numbers look much better. Uh, Adolis Garcia, I think, is a really big candidate to be a 30-30 guy. I think he gets the bags for sure. I don't know if he hits 30 homers, but I think he is a guy who can do that. But I don't think the offense is going to be great, but like average. Average at best, but... With pitching like that, you only have to be average to win a lot of games. All right. So um big ballpark too. So that pitching's gonna play even better there. So this is all about pitching for them. Uh, like you said, they're still picked to finish fourth in the division because the division is Houston and Seattle are gonna run that thing. And I think it's gonna be a fight for third between the Angels and the Rangers. The lineup's not bad, man. It really isn't. It's they, not bad, but it's not good. They just signed like, Robbie Roseman for depth, too. Yeah, he, yeah, he's going to be like their seventh or eighth hole hitter, probably. He's a switch hitter. Fourth um, out there, yeah. He'll play it nearly every day. But what's like? What do you get from Marcus Simeon? Like, wh- do something. Like, you know the little meme, like poking with a stick. Like, hey, do <laughs> something, man. Like, just do something. You know who like, I like? He, is Josh Young, their former first round pick. He's going to be a stud, man, at the hockey. The line. catcher was it Heim? Donaheim could have been an all-star last year. Right. Just this. They're sneaky. They're sneaky. Like that, 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 they are sneaky. Like team that you look at the, the roster and you're like, eh. But then like if they pitch and they can, you know, you score four runs a game, like I think they could win a lot of games with that pitching staff if mm-hmm. they're healthy. Now, you're going to yell at me for this one. You're 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 gonna call me a homer. Uh-huh, I know. I see where we're going. I I think the Red Sox are actually gonna be better than people think they are. This so is not because I, this I is. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I also think. Boston. I really like the over under was like seventy seven and a half wins. The reason I think they will be over that, I think this team could win eighty five games. Um, Fan if they're he- if, if they stay relatively healthy. Like they could, they could win like 
I'm not I'm not saying that they're gonna win the division. Like I don't think they're gonna win the division. I think they're they're gonna be in a fight for a wild card spot though. Um I think Chris Sale finally has like a good, like solid season. He's not gonna be like a Cy Young contender or anything, but I think he's makes at least 20 starts. I think he has like a a four, a four two, something like that, which isn't bad. Like a four and a half ERA is three runs in six innings. Like that's Think about that. You think someone gets like you give up three runs in six innings every time you go out, you have a four and a half ERA. So four and a half ERA sounds terrible until you put it in those terms and you're like, it's not that bad, actually. And in today's game, it's not that bad. So it, it's Chris Sale, if his health is key. James Paxton, what's going on with him? They picked up Corey Kluber, who loves to eat innings. Nick Pavetta eats innings. These guys aren't going to have super low ERAs, but they're going to eat a lot of innings. They have legit seven guys that can be a start starting pitching, starting pitchers for them Mm -hmm. so i think that plays key in like april may because a lot of teams bullpens get destroyed the first month and a half of the season because the starters aren't built up all the way so starters are going like four innings five innings on a good night the first month and a half because because of pitch count so the bullpens are having to eat four to five innings every night i think we're going to see the red sox piggyback their starters they have some younger guys like cutter crawford this kid named uh, his last name's winkowski uh tanner halk guys like that can piggyback these starting the guys in the rotation save the bullpen arms um and then turn it over to a bullpen who they picked up guys who actually have roles now kenley jansen who led the nl and saves last year chris martin who only walked 2.3 percent of the batters he faced last year is a setup guy John Schreiber, who was one of the best setup guys in, in the game last year. So their bullpen is a lot better. Their offense, uh, I love the uh, Masataka Yoshida. Is, uh, I, 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 I'm never big on Japanese guys coming over in their first year because I feel like it never translates. But all his projections have him hitting like 305. Miss it 305. And uh, I think that's mainly because he's not a power hitter. He can still hit you like 20. I think he's going to hit like 18, but he's going to hit 300, I think, because these are big bats of bats of ball skill contact guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about I can go on and on about the about the Sox. They they extended Devers, obviously. Justin Turner they picked up to DH. Kike Hernandez is like the leader of the clubhouse now. I don't know, man. So maybe Kike I'm gonna get short, right? Kike's yeah, gonna he's going to play. Short. He's going to play short. Yeah, Adam Duvall. Justin Turner is likely going to be your DH. Yeah, and he can he can fill in at first and third too to get those guys a breather. Young guy Tristan Costa is playing first, but I, his at bats are like were really good last year. He just didn't get the results. He only played like 30, 30 games, I think. I got a fun one for you. So okay. the Cincinnati Reds last year had the same amount of winning months as the Boston Red Sox last year. Oh yeah, oh I'm aware. Oh. Well, hear me out too. The the Red Sox lost a lot of games in division last year. Like they sucked in the AL East. Oh yeah. Now this is a completely different team. Like literally there were 32 players that wore the Red Sox uniform last year that aren't with the organization this year. Like it's a lot of turnover, but let's say they still have kind of an issue within the division. Last previous seasons, they play 76 in division games this year, only 52. Hmm. You only play each team 13 times instead of 19. So that that helps. 50 last year. Huh. 26 and 50. I, I know. I know. I know. So um, that helps. We, the AL East is loaded. 
Like the AL East is really good. So if you're playing that many less games against your division, I think that helps them as well. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I like Boston this year as well. I thought they were hitting the ball hard last year, and it was one of those years where just nothing went right. Dude, they were hurt. No, no, they were hurt. Like at one point, four of their five starters were out, and five of their starting offensive players were out at the same time for like two months. Chris Sale's injury was just a freak. Chris Sale, Trevor Story, Bogarts missed time. Uh, Devers played on like half on one hamstring for half the season. Like, I don't know. I'm optimistic, and I get crushed online about being optimistic. Like, but I, I like what I see. Like, all if you look at the individual signings in the off season, it's underwhelming. It's boring. But like the collective group, I like. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good vibe on the team. I think they're all going to like mesh well. I think Kike and Kinley and Justin are going to be leaders of that clubhouse. There's more two 2018 Dodgers on this team than there's 2018. Red Sox. Is that right? Yeah. There's four counting Verdugo. That's interesting. That's yeah. a good stat. And I think, let's see, what's left for the Sox? Devers, Sale. Who am I missing? I feel like there's one more. Devers, Sale. This is going to drive me crazy. Is a Royal on the team? Not yet. Not in 18. Oh, this is this is driving me nuts. Devers and Sale. It's got to be Brazier. a pitcher. Brazier. 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 Yeah. Brazier was there. Yeah. And then there's Kinley, JT, Kike, and Verdugo. Interesting. That. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. The uh the Los Angeles Dodgers of the East. No, I like I like it. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. It's one of those, it's one of those, like, I literally, I could see him win 87 games and I could also see him win 60 games. <laughs> like, if they're healthy, they're going to be very competitive. They're like a grinder, sneaky team. Like, that's what they are. Allow me to shift things over to the West Coast because that's what I do over here. Shocking. But I'm actually going to go with the team from Arizona, the only team from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Say the Arizona Diamondbacks are yeah. this year. After the All-Star break last year, they were 34 and 36, two games under 500. Uh, on September 6th, less than one month to go, there were four games under 500 streaking. All of a sudden there were about seven games back in the wild card, which is a bit distant. Don't get me wrong. You know, that's not an easy climb, but all of a sudden people were thinking, what if the diamondbacks make a run here? They brought up guys like Corbin Carroll, Corbin Carroll. If you look at the fastest sprint runners last year in feet per second, he was the fastest sprinter in all of baseball last year. He can also park 20-plus homers despite his small stature. In that ballpark, he's an easy 20-20-20-40 type guy. He's got that type of athleticism. He was one of the best gloves in all of baseball in the last two months of the season last year. And then kick it over to the rotation. Zach Gallon was a Cy Young candidate, should have been a Cy Young finalist last year. He was not. He was, I believe he finished fourth in Cy Young voting last year. I like Tori Lovello, too, man. I feel like he was our bench coach in 2013 in Boston. I had their depth chart, and I just lost it. There we go. Corbin Carroll's going to lead off. After that, Cattell Marte. This is according to Fangrass projections. Christian Walker at 34 taters last year. They acquired Lourdes Gurriel from the Blue Jays, which is a really nice pickup for them. Uh, and then Alec Thomas is another guy that fleet-footed, 
fantastic defensively. He's going to man center field for him. Another young stud. And then, like I said, you guys out gallon. That's going to be at the top of that rotation. Merrill Kelly had a really strong season last year. Who knows what you're going to get out of Bumgarner, Zach Davies. I really have a concern with the back end of that rotation, but they were also able to add to their bullpen, bullpen, bringing back Andrew Chafin. I like the D-backs this year, man. It's a really tough division. Padres, Dodgers, Giants. It's going to be really tough. But last year, they were able to make some noise in the second half. They were right there, at least close to it. I think the D-backs mm-hmm. are going to surprise some some people. With Corbin Carroll especially, he's going to be leading that charge, man. I, I think they're a sneaky team. At third at best, right, in that division? In that division? At yeah. best. But, but I see that team – Halfway through the year, we're approaching the deadline, and they're maybe a few games out of the wild card, and we kind of see what what happens, you know? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be – I just don't know what, like, their next, like, two, three years look like with that roster. That's the only reason I'm like, do they really go in at the deadline and if if the next couple of years are still kind of the same as this year? I, I can see them be very similar to what the Orioles were last year. You know, kind of come out the of Orioles, the Orioles – that's the team that let me down this offseason. Yeah, as a Red Sox guy, I don't hate it. Like they have a they have a ton of young talent. I get that, but at the same time, like it's kind of go time. Like you're entering the your window, in my opinion, like very early in the window. I thought they were a year ahead of time. I'm getting off the rails right now. We're talking about your teams, but you just sparked that thought. Go ahead. I agree with the Diamondbacks. I think they'll be sneaky. They'll be much better than uh, people think. I get the Marlins on my list here. Jesus. Uh, and it's another squad that is in just a really, really tough division. National League East with the Braves, the Mets, Phillies, good luck. Things, like I said earlier, the wildcard races are going to be kind of nuts this year because the division, the divisional play is, has decreased so much. There's going to be a lot of teams not getting beat up on by the division as much. Mm-hmm. I just love that rotation. 20, 24 games they're not playing. 24 less. So they have a chance if they can pitch. This is a team with arguably the I, – I, I say this not lightly – arguably the best rotation in the National League East. With Sandy Alcantara as your reigning Cy Young, Jesus Lazardo, if he can be the Jesus Lazardo former top prospect, he showed signs of promise last year. Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, they got rid of Pablo Lopez to You Minnesota. think that's better than the Mets? Uh, Here's the thing with the Mets. The Mets are playing for a World Series. I'm talking about regular season right now. So is no. Why well, would no why no no? Would, you said their you said their rotation is the best in the you know East. When healthy, the Mets have the best rotation. Uh now do the Phillies. How's the Phillies? Zach, they're very top heavy. Who are the guys at the back end of the Marlins? You have your choice of Edward Cabrera, who was fantastic last year. Trevor Rogers was fantastic two years ago before he got injured. And then you're going to have their top pitching prospect and Max Meyer potentially available. Apparently, Sixto Sanchez is alive. He lost a lot of weight, too. He lost like 30 pounds. And then you have the reigning Cy Young at the top of the rotation. You added Johnny Quaid. All right, cool. Now do the Atlanta Braves because all three of those are better than theirs. God, it's a tough division. <laughs> God damn. I'm not I'm not poo-pooing this because I do think oh. they'll be better than people think. No, it, but Atlanta you're right. Braves you're right. The Atlanta Braves rotation is a you're right. 
like really like what Kyle Wright was able to do last year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Anderson's right. kind of had a tough year, but like Soroka's back. I don't know, man. That's, I think that, if these guys, if that, these guys, that's got to be the, the most competitive division in baseball, in my opinion. I think if these guys play to the top of their potential and you know stay healthy, I think the Marlins are can be as good as anybody in the National League. Can I say that? That's fair. Not better, but they they have the potential to be just as good as the National League's other teams in the National League's that starting rotation. I'll go with that. I, you don't hate I it. don't think don't I, hate I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And I respect your opinion. I just, I, mm, there's some really, there's some fucking juggernauts in that division, dude. Let me add one more note on Miami and we can move on with no shifts. The new role is not, not going to be allowed to shift. You know, there's a potential for power numbers to decline a little bit. Maybe you see some players depend on their contact a little bit more than their power because there's going to be more spots on the field to hit the ball. And they're facing all those nasty-ass pitchers that I just named. That too. Miami has limited power, especially in that ballpark. They haven't had a real you know, dominant home run hitter since Giancarlo was traded away six years ago, five years ago. The ball ago. didn't necessarily fly there either. No. Jazz Chisholm was on pace to be their top home run guy last year. Before he got injured, Garrett Cooper, he had power in the first half. He all of a sudden declined in the second half. You look at their lineup this year, they went and acquired Luis Arise, who led the league. He won the batting title in the American League last right. year. Then after that, they uh, signed Gene Segura, another high-contact guy. Jazz Chisholm is expected to be in the three-hole. He's not your prototypical power hitter, three-hole hitter. but He's, he's more of a leadoff guy. He's 25-25, you know, 30-30 potential for sure. Yep, for sure. And the cover of MLB The Show. Their power guys are going to be Jorge Soler, Abisail Garcia. We'll see how those guys perform. Just a lot of swing and miss with those guys. And those guys are not going to be like, let me let off the gas and take my single. Like, that's not who they are. But I think this team can be really scrappy, the top of that lineup. And if those guys on the back part of that lineup, guys like Soler, Garcia, can drive those scrappy hitters in, all of a sudden you're making some noise. And like I said, I really like that rotation. I really like my. I think the only thing good about Miami is is the – no state income tax. That's about it. Um, that, uh, to make a quick point, as everyone thinks there's going to be this explosion of offense now because of no no shift, the pitchers are still nasty. <laughs> like that didn't change. Now, could the pay, could the the pitch clock maybe gas them? Like maybe tire them out a little faster? Maybe, but I think we. I don't know. It's going to be better baseball. I don't think we see the, an explosion of offense. I think we see a more fun game. I think we see more fun diving plays and double plays and uh, stolen bases and more action. But I don't think all of a sudden like everyone's going to hit 250, 260, 270 anymore. Like You're not going to have a ton more 300 hitters, in my opinion. Pitching still really good. I like the vibes, too, of Skip Schumacher. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. More more of a more of just a younger energy coming. Yeah. I like that. For sure. Like that. We'll see how we'll see if he still has that energy when they're getting their ass beat. And then I one more team. I don't have to talk much about them. We know their potential, and they're frankly not sneaky. They just have underperformed for years, and that's the Los Angeles Angels. For sure. Just give me Trout and Shohei in the playoffs and and one time, dude, before he's gone, because he's leaving. There's this group of people on social media and the angels, they're typically angels fans. And I think the media hate them because we pick on the angels. 
Guys, do you realize how much more money we in the media business would make if Trout and Shohei and Anthony Rendon and yeah, you want those guys in the postseason? Like, like from a social media perspective over here at CBS Sports, we actually post about the Angels. We don't post about the Giants. We don't post about the Mariners very often yeah, because you have two of the best players on the planet. So if all of a sudden these guys are in the playoffs, which I really hope they they can or, or will and, and can be. Uh, it's great for the media. We're not picking on you. We're just disappointed each and every year because they're not able to get over that hump. So you have the two best players in baseball and Trout and Shohei. You know, and they're rotting. Right? There is rotting there. It sucks, man. And Shohei, by the way, contract year. So if he if he's capable of doing anything more than we've seen in the last two years, I mean, who knows? He's he didn't already- have to play this year and he's going to get paid. He's already- what's, uh, what's, what's their rotation? Patrick Sandoval. Shohei is going to start on opening day course uh sandoval had a really strong year last year he did i just don't see him as a top of the line like shohei tyler anderson forgot they brought him over from the dodgers the dodgers yeah patrick sandoval jose suarez reed detmers that's your rotation so if if show has to miss time it's it's slim after that yeah, but he only pitches once every five days. Yeah, and they so. had Tucker Davidson in here too. Dude, uh, why? Oh, man, why can they not get pitching? I don't understand, man. They brought over Syndergaard last year, and he was pretty strong at first, but yeah, and dropped off. I think they rebuilt their bullpen too. Remember know, the, the Angels through the first month and a half of the season had the third best record in all of baseball. Yeah, I know. Matters. We'll see where they're at. I have some quick questions for you before we get to our for me our ticket giveaway. Yeah, man, right. let's, let's have some fun on this podcast. You know, you've been stressed at work. I'm not stressed. I have the it's best right. job you, in the world. You got, you got kids. You got, you know, all this. You have such a tough job talking baseball every day. I mean, I can't <laughs> imagine what you go through. You have, a, you have a great family, beautiful wife, beautiful children, and I just can't imagine the problems that you face every day. So I'm here to just de-stress you a little bit, all right? All right. Thanks, man. I'm be a good friend. What's your favorite spring training memory? Dang. Okay, so you're putting me on the spot spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I got called up and I had my first big league spring training in 2012. Didn't make the team, which I wasn't expected to. I was expected to start in AAA. I was still like a prospect. Went to, and I got called up in May. So I, then the next year, I, I knew I was going to be on the team, but still getting like called into the office at the end of spring training and telling me like you made the team. So I knew I was going to have my first opening day, and it was at Yankee Stadium. It's mm. pretty cool. Um, just that's always something I remember. Um, what else? I don't know. We did like a lot of fun stuff. Like we did like a burger cook off one time. That was fun. Who won? Uh, me and Napoli were teammates, and we won. It was bomb. Um, that was 2013. That was like the team bonding of that that spring hit that like got us all close. That's when we started growing our, our playoff beards in March. Mm. Yep. Um, 20. This is long winded. Sorry, I'm just thinking through this. 2015 with the Padres, we had a rib cook off. Buddy Black was our manager, and he heard me and Jay up, and uh. Matt Kemp and someone else was talking about how good we could barbecue and like smoke stuff. He's like, let's do a cook off. And we're like, all right. So we like smoked ribs. 
I think JF won. I got second. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. All right, next. Sorry, I'm rambling. What's something that happens at spring training that nobody knows about? What's something that happens that no one knows about? I, that's tough. Like, I really am trying to is think there, of something is there, good. Is there like that's a, a good question. I'm just like, like team building event that maybe goes on or. Uh... I mean, there's always like little events and stuff that you go to, but it's not like notable. Um, Big party. Big big yeah. big poppy invite everybody over to his Airbnb. No, nah, I mean there's like not really. I'm I'm trying to think. Yeah, you're gonna have to kill all this. Yeah, you're good. Take your time. Like what's something no one knows about? I'm just like I don't I don't know if there's anything no one knows about. Is there any betting on who's gonna win a position? Like no. is there, you know, you, what do you mean betting? Like I'll bet you a hundred bucks, Brooksy wins the third no. job this year no it's not like that mm. so i mean that's a boring answer but no yeah um the best part of spring training in my opinion is like it's really early you always get there super like i was an early guy and the big league side of things like you go in and they'll like make you anything for breakfast mm. that, like that's anything. a great that's a great segue I my next question I have is what's the best food you've ever had in spring training? The Red Sox are like number one first class, like food, everything. Like whether it was nutrition, like nutritionist building plans for people, like you literally there's like omelet stations and pancakes and like literally anything you want, you just go in and ask and they build it for you. Mm. That was pro. So I don't remember like an individual like certain meal, but it's like literally like the the Red Sox were just pro. You can go in and make anything you wanted. Are we getting to the real reason why Pablo Sandoval did not work out in Boston? No, he pun was intended. fat before he got there. <laughs> no, no pun intended with that workout term, by the way. Yeah, seriously. All right, which was um, best what? food? Best food was just the you know whatever you want to cook. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. This is a long time ago, man. I know. I, I'm, I feel like I'm not giving you good answers on this. The mission in Scottsdale is phenomenal. Oh, I thought you meant like at the stadium. I was just tossing it in there, you know? Yeah, the mission's very good. Super overpriced. Yeah, but it's they make it. Uh, there's a breakfast spot I used to go to in spring training in uh, Scottsdale. When I was went out there, it was called... It was called so the, everyone goes to a place called the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I've been there too. I think it's so overrated. It's just chicks yeah. walking around in yoga pants, like whatever. Um, there is a place called Oh my God, what is the name of it? Hold on, I got it. Oh, fuck, I'm, I want to go ask Jenny. Go do it. Ah, no, no, I'm just gonna look it up. I don't feel like getting up. There's a place by my house. I was okay. It was a place by my. There's there's a place called Butters. Hmm. It was like really good, but there's a place by my house called Soul Cafe. That's what it was called, Soul Cafe. And I'm talking like massive. They had these big lemon ricotta pancakes. Hmm. Probably my favorite spot. I would stop like 
they open super early so I could stop and like grab one to go and take it to the field with me. That was kind of my go-to on the way. Yeah, like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Last one I have. Airbnb or hotel? I was always, well, I did, yeah, I always rented a place for like, I would normally go February 1st, so I would rent it for two months. Would you stay by yourself or would you have a roommate? Uh, I had a roommate a lot, but once I was like in a serious relationship with somebody, I got it by myself. Okay. Who were you roommates with at first? Um, Carson Blair, a guy who was my best man in my wedding. He actually played for Oakland a little okay. bit. He drag racing outside my house right now i live in a cul-de-sac so that's scary is jenny just taking a kid it actually kind of sounded like my truck that's why i was like (laughs) he's out she's out um her dad's actually here right now he's staying with us right now um yeah i i didn't have any good dude i'm losing it i gotta remember you you put me on a spot about stuff that i haven't thought about in like at least six or seven years you're old Let's do the giveaway. You want you want to stay on for the giveaway, or do you want to skid out? Yeah, stay on. I'm here. After that debacle of questions, yeah, I'm out here trying to get content for you, great people, and uh, Brooks is just not delivering. I'm tired. Real not today. I know. I kind of want you to like cut that whole segment off. That was terrible. Yeah, you're just not the most exciting person in the world. <laughs> That's fair. All right, let's see how many people we, we asked our uh oh my gosh, we got our first non-five-star rating. Thanks a lot, dad's dingers. Gosh, dang it. What'd they say? Solid listening while doing the dishes. Good baseball show, nice mix of opinions, player knowledge, and stats without gimmicks. Not necessarily clean, but good for dad background noise. Oh, okay. So we got we got four starts that say fuck a lot. We got to clean things up on the language. That's what he's saying. That was you the guess. first non-five-star rating we've ever gotten. I'm Because of our profanity? Because of our profanity. I'm not sure that's worth taking a star away. Yeah. Because everything else was like, great, great. I love it. This is awesome. I love listening to this. To be considered for the MLB ticket giveaway, you had to leave a review on our Apple podcast page. No, I want to give it to the dipshit that gave us four stars. <laughs> he wins. We'll see I swear, if this guy wins the giveaway, I'm not going to be happy about it. Who is it? Dad bod? What? Dad's, Dad's dingers. One, two, three. All right, so we got 12 reviews. I'm going to do a number generator. Hey, Dad's dingers, this is for you. Shit, cock, balls, ass. <laughs> whatever number pops up i'm going to count from the uh first review so i'm doing one through 12 generate a number (laughs) and we got eight first one we got is eight let's see so one i'm counting from the most recent by the way so one two three it's not the best review but uh h clark 824 is our winner only had is this like good listen <laughs> great <laughs> podcast my go-to so hey you know it's positive it's a five-star review man a few words Congre- congratulations h clark 824 you've won two tickets to uh to go see your favorite team play so i'm curious if these people actually listen or they just wrote a review so they could get a chance to win doesn't matter i kind of does 
if you want a confidence booster, go read the reviews because except for one, you I tagged you in the Twitter post already. This this one kind of wasn't bad it. though. That wasn't bad. It wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Whoa, you just turned and the light hit that mustache. You have a mustache? No. I it wish. Looks, it's probably just not connecting right now. It looks like Reno 911. <laughs> All right, so this was Old Man River. That's his name on Apple. He said, you can't go wrong hearing about the game, blah, blah, blah. Will has a unique insight playing on a World Series champion team. Anytime Will talks, we should listen. And Danny isn't bad either. <laughs> That's a compliment. It is. But I don't, okay. I've it's yet to like, figure out. I mean, this could just be you being Cali sensitive and like. Yeah. Like, because that's not negative. He was like, oh, by the way, like Danny's good too. He was just making a point about the the player side of things and then he didn't leave you out would you rather he just not said anything at all about you there maybe he said you're not bad either it wasn't like but danny sucks no true i would have rather had this than that that's fair yes he didn't that wasn't negative it just wasn't it was like uh he just threw you on there so you didn't feel bad yeah it's very like backhanded oh by the way it wasn't backhanded it just wasn't handed I'm being sensitive. <laughs> we have right. more hats available too, people. Uh, we'll be hitting up H Clark eight two four. Congrats on your yes, and Dad's great- Dinger. Have a great fucking day. Yeah, have a great day. Thanks for enjoying the podcast. It's not necessarily <laughs> we're dirty. Oh man! All right, have a great day, people. Have a great weekend. <laughs> we'll talk next time. Peace out.